days are days to savour. Finals define careers, trophies build legacies, and champions become legends. Hello 
and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic. I am your host Chris Bowds and tonight I'm joined by Liam Divers. Hello. Hi there Liam. Uh, Kieran Harran. Hello. And joining us uh, through the magic of technology is Graeme Mackay. Hello. How are you doing? Um, so obviously fantastic uh, results at the, the weekend or result at the weekend. We'll get into that in a wee moment. Anything anyone wants to talk about? Any little bits going on outside of a fantastic result for Celtic? Um, I'm looking forward to being back at Celtic Park on Saturday. Very much so. Beautiful. Beautiful. After the Tamden experience yes, which I'm second to none. I'm just looking forward to being back to a, a, a stadium that's fit for purpose for actually watching footballing as opposed to being at Hamden. Actually below pitch level my seat was. So it's, it's always nice. It's good for the running. It's good for the running, aye. Not so good for my eyesight. Coming strain to the other end to see what the hell's going on. Aye, it's a load of shite. But it's <laughs> a load of shite. <laughs> so, um, Celtic, uh, Aberdeen, League Cup final, another final, another victory for Brendan. Fantastic. He holds the record of, was it Walter Smith? Yep, Walter Smith. Seven trophies seven in a row. Mm-hmm. Look forward to beating that. Yep. Here we are, not long to go. Um, aye, so we'll just get right into it, the final. What was uh, was our takeaways? Kieran, do you want to start us off? Um, it was an entertaining final. Um, don't feel we played our best. Um, I feel we could have played a lot better. Uh, I feel It looked like um, Aberdeen seemed to take a bit of a leaf out of Levine's book. And... Man marked or kind of attacking five, so they were, um, which kind of stifled the game. Uh, played with Cosgrove up, up front, so straight away you know what their game plan was. They were just going to kind of sit in man markers and try and catch us uh, on the break or just hit long balls up to them because you're sitting there with a talented strike force of David, uh, Stevie May and James Wilson on the bench who are quality players, but you're kind of using Cosgrove who's just a kind of big lump. Um, Unfortunately, with that, I, I felt James Forrest wasn't in the game enough. I mean, his form has been fantastic. I mean, was it 13 goals in 12 games, club and country? Um, the boy, Max Lowe, does look like he's a good left-back. He kind of did do well keeping Forrest quiet. Um, both the midfielders were Christie and Rodic. Um, again, man-marked with Shinny and, and Ball and kind of followed them everywhere. Um, you could also see as well, the one thing as well we Eddie, it seems as if a uh, uh, Considine was given the the job of man marking him because any time you seen Eddie drop, Considine went with him. Now for the for the majority of the first half, you could see that when he was doing that, there was a gap there. Sinclair was kind of moving over, but Logan was going with him. Um, and for the goal, you could see finally Christie was able to kind of lose Shinny um, with that gap of Eddie dropping in and get into the space for obviously the lovely ball for Bayat over there. Um, I didn't feel Aberdeen struck troubles enough um, going forward. Um, I thought our, our back two. I mean, Benkovic was starting to show a bit of tackles at some point, so he was. He's wee kind of, he's wee trick and he's wee, he's wee mazy run and that strike. So, um, Cosgrove didn't really kind of give him any problems at all. So, glad we won. I mean, um, it was a good game to watch. Um, I felt as if we could have imposed ourselves more and created more chances. All good points. Graeme, um, 
Kieran mentioned there about Aberdeen's game and how they kind of stifled a lot of Celtic's play maybe with just their, their marking up of especially our, our, our forward players. Did you feel Aberdeen did well and any call-outs from your? I think uh, they, they basically they kind of destroyed their own attacking as, as Kieran was saying, not having the kind of maybe the more uh, kind of tricky players on the park they kind of stifled their own attacking uh, flair to, to take us apart and I think it was pretty clear to see that that's the best they've done against us. Uh, just because we, we were finding it so hard, they were constantly in our faces, they were just constantly trying to trying to break us, trying to kind of, uh, stop what we were doing and things like that. And, I mean, I think I, I, I was doing the, the minute by minute on the, the Twitter, and I think I was saying that McInnes has had, had quite a few attempts at trying to stop his playing, and it I feel. Remember that time we played Rangers? Was it six times in one season? And the most important game, they they finally managed to stop us. Was it the one that Ibrox for Samaras missed the penalty? Yes. And yeah, that, that one. And it feels like the McInnes has had so many opportunities. He's finally getting round to kind of way of beating us or way, a way of trying to stop us. But one thing I've noticed recently with Benkovic coming in and Bayata, we're actually going, we're passing the ball about and then maybe trying to hit the the front man with a long pass more than we were at the start of the season. I don't know if you if you guys feel the same about that. It's like we're maybe trying to go. We're we're going we're going for the kind of uh, nice passing football, but then maybe if it's not working, seeing if there's a fast kind of route one on. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Yeah, definitely. Even but I would say the the keepers are hitting more long balls as well, just to to mix yeah, up. Yeah, I thought there was the, the difference with Bain playing on Sunday. Obviously, his distribution is so much better than Craig Gordon's. Um, which was actually worked out better for because typically Gordon will look to go short or he'll um, try and usually fail to clip the ball into somebody. Um, and due to the way that Aberdeen were set up, whenever we had a goal kick or um, even an offside or whatever in our, in our half, we had we had to use Bain for that. And it was, we were having to try and draw Aberdeen out as much as possible. They were happy for us to play the ball about at the back. Boyata and Benkovic were given lots of time and I think Rogers expected that to be the case because Benkovic and Boyata were quite quite a few times went to go long or went to go in behind um, at least a couple of times in the first half um, one of which resulted in the goal so it's it's refreshing to see that and I think it's a, it does make a difference because previously we would have just tried to pass teams to death when they do that um, and now we're adding that or we've added that aspect to our game it's giving teams more to think about now because we now are we are we've got to think about the runners whereas before everything was always in front of them and sometimes we we couldn't break teams down yeah and that, i think that's I mean, it seems like a really simple point but as you say just mixing it up and have teams not knowing for having that certainty how they can defend against us is going to give us opportunities if yeah. they're thinking about tracking runners but actually it's a short ball or if they're thinking about just containing us and actually there's a long ball yeah it's going to make you see with the goal that Christie, he just springs suddenly and that's whereas we had played 30 odd passes in front of them and Aberdeen are quite comfortable with that and then suddenly they're having to turn and that's where we got the purchase from yeah and an absolute cracker of a ball from Boyata for that goal Graham Oh, hi! It was amazing. It was it was interesting to see the way that they were they were man marking uh, McGregor because they knew that he had that in his uh, armory, 
But I don't think any of them uh, suspected that Boyata could do something like that. I mean, the way he just kind of cut across the ball, and it kind of almost is it always kind of like an outswinger towards where, where Ryan Kiss is going through. It was beautiful to watch, man. Um, so with as well as in halves, I think what's really good is Benkovic is so much comfortable with the ball at his feet. It doesn't panic the way sometimes like um, I or a Boyata, and they can be a bit panicked and rushed into a pass. Um, let's not even start with Yozo. Um, but but Benkovic. <laughs> well, with Benkovic, he's he's comfortable with the ball and can get forward with the ball. Um, so I mean, if you had Benkovic and Nair, they're, they're probably too similar because they are kind of they can come out of defence, whereas Boyata can't really. So maybe it works better with Boyata and Benkovic, one walk um, pushing forward and one just staying deep. And um, Christie for the goal, Kieran. Fantastic, the oh, control. Great one. I mean, the, the lad's doing so well just now. He's just oozing confidence. Um, and it's shown as well that Rodgers has got faith in him because in Cham's back fit, Brown's back fit, Ferdinand Brown only came back within the last game or two. I think in Cham's been back to another game or so more. But they're getting left on the bench. So he's sticking with... He has, I think people has come out and said, if you're in form and you're playing well, you'll stay. Sometimes the work you do see sometimes your your first players will come in in certain positions, but uh, it it kind of helps as well that it make to make sure and Cham and Brown are absolutely fully fit coming back. There's no point rushing them back because we think we need them. We've got midfield players there who are playing so well just now, um, and getting warranted with number uh, first eleven starts. But the ball with them on the ball and it was a good enough save from the keeper, but it does well to come back to Christie and he's. He's good enough to see it, and he still kind of follows it up for the the rebound, um, and does the right thing as well. Kind of keeps it high because obviously he's that close to the keeper that if you keep it low, he's going to save it. So he manages to kind of scoop it up high and off the bar. Yeah, I think every part of that for Christie was incredible. As you say, the run was fantastic. The control's great. It's a decent shot off that the keeper saves, and then he's got the drive and the wherewithal to get to the second ball, and hit it well. Considering he's half fallen over when he does it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just so composed. Uh, Liam, were you surprised by any of the selections? So we'd been coming in, obviously, he'd been playing in the cup games, as Keon's touched upon there, Brown, technically fit, and Cham on the bench, neither of those breaking into the first team? Uh, no, no, because as Keon was saying, they were just saying if you're, if you're playing well then and we're winning, then he's not going to change things, regardless of opposition. Um I don't think, as I, I said previously last time I was in the pod, that I don't think Brown is um, so egotistical that he does think or believes that, regardless, he should be put back in the squad. I don't. He's he is club captain after all, and he's. I think so long as he's playing his part and he can offer something, he's more than happy to do it. So it's not as if he's going to be causing problems. Um, I think bringing him on, bringing him and the cham on when things were getting a little bit fraught and maybe a bit stretched towards the end was uh, really, really wise. Um, I noticed the big guy up front for Aberdeen was kind of dropping short and taking uh, Yozo and Benkovic out of it a little bit. Um, and he was kind of towering over McGregor and winning a lot, of, a lot of ball. And Brown seemed to come on and just negate that almost instantly. So that was great to see and just totally brought a different you know, he allowed McGregor to start running forward when the game was so stretched. When his powerful runnings, real asset. So, um, no, I wasn't surprised, and 
I thought when the two of them came on, they, they made an impact. They done what they, they were meant to do, and they were kind of helped us over the line, really. Yeah, I think as well with Brown was quite good. Was Brown's come on, and straight away he's been in Ferguson's head. He's been in his face. He's been winding him up, and Ferguson cracked. You could see it. So you could see that obviously Aberdeen players have been tiring <laughs> so much because they've put so much tight, so much effort into the game, um, and they're constant. They're kind of they're just kind of menta- mentality. They're kind of getting tired out, and you could just see Brown just seeing that exact that, that timing where he could just. Get in, kind of in Cosgrove as well a wee bit. They just he started to kind of like, kind of get in their heads and they were snapping as well and kind of starting to lose it, which kind of pushed a wee bit more of Aberdeen's momentum away. Uh, Graham, your take on the, the subs or anything else we've been talking about there? It's uh, really good to have the, these uh, five midfielders that have got totally they're totally unlike. You know, like there's each one of them has a has a a, a kind of strength that no one else has you know like so it's it's good to be able to constantly shuffle your back like if you if you need to bring brown on to basic brown was brought on to basically just fucking destroy you know it was like just not just not destroying a kind of like physical sense and kick people it was just a case of break things up stop momentum get in their faces uh, as uh, Kieran and Liam were saying like it's just a case of he was coming on to ruin the match and he did it brilliantly, you know, and it's good to be able to have, like, maybe we're trying with Rogic to break a team down, maybe we need to bring Christy on for the for the kind of the running, you know, it's good to be able to just have a, a midfield where we can just constantly shift them about. Yeah, I think Brown's, there's a lot of time, and this is, again, was, I think it was, I can't remember if it was somebody else in a previous episode, that um, we don't, Brown... Um, maybe isn't always required in games in in Scotland because we have so much of the ball, which is where the whole kind of McGregor debate came into it. But you're right there, Graham, that it's having that um, kind of the option or the choice within a midfield is is really really good at the moment because we haven't had that for quite a while. Whereby we've got guys who are all offering different things and at certain points throughout games all have their you know, they kind of need other, you know, their skill set that they can bring to it. So it's, it's yeah, it's really good to see at the moment. And we've got Nier Beton to come back as well, so that'll be good. Wow. <laughs> Stunned silence. Yep. <laughs> um, I think as well with the midfield, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow if Rodgers goes and switches it to a back three. I think he's... He's used the back four just now to to accommodate Sinclair, I think. Um, Sinclair's performances haven't... He hasn't kind of got back. He's been involved in some of them and he's scored a couple of goals, but I think he might now change it so that he can accommodate all the midfielders because I don't think Brown's going to sit on the bench much more longer. I think now that he's had a couple of sub-appearances, I think it's time for him and Paul to get in. Um myself as well, I wouldn't trust Yozo and, Boy- and, Boy- and Benkovic together and that's not to do with Benkovic, that's more Yozo <laughs> so if you go with the back three you've got Lustig and the, the three of them will be a bit more closer so they can't be kind of totally exposed, that allows Tierney left, it, it takes Sinclair out of the game but it allows you to kind of keep Christie because you can have the midfield four really with Brown and McGregor, Christie and Rodic where they're up top so I think, it, I think it's now a change of because midfielders are fit, we now need to accommodate them rather than accommodate the kind of wingers because of the lack of midfield. So I think, especially against a team like Motherwell and a team like 
Kilmarnock at home. Kilmarnock are a decent team, but I feel that playing the back three might be a better position for us. Mm-hmm. Graham, do you see Scott Brown coming out? I think, I think you're right in that Motherwell's probably a decent game to, to start bringing players in or resting or inform players. Um, do you think that's likely what Kieran's saying, a wee change of formation? I think uh, Motherwell are going to uh, battle us and uh, I think Brown will come back in. Uh, I actually think he might keep the the four and maybe just drop uh, Rogic. Rogic just back from injury. Maybe he'll just see this game as being a bit... Like maybe he can just change things up, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's interesting to think that the last time, was it last year we had the Cup? Or was it two years ago with the Cup final and then with Motherwell right after it? At Far Park as well, so it's 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 weird that the same picture's happening again, but hopefully this time it's not as scary as that as that time two years ago with the four three. Oh, yeah, oh, that was that game. That's a very good point. Um, but now nah, I'll be fine. We'll pump them. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a hard week, man. Like Motherwell away and then Kamarnock at home. It'll be interesting to see if we can finally give Kamarnock a doing because. Uh, it's been it's, it's a long time coming, man, against a Steve Clark team. Yeah, but Steve Clark, he's the next Celtic manager. So, who was it? Who is it that calls him the Scottish? Is it Christian that calls him the Scottish Rafa Benitez? <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive or not. <laughs> <I know. laughs> is that a compliment? Is that a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What do you ask, Christian? Ask him. Getting back to the the final, you're talking about the defence there, Big Benkovic. I'm seeing defence. There was Oof. points where I thought he was Tam Rogic. Literally confused him with Tam Rogic. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been given out of trouble a number of, t- number of times this week by my uh, fiance because I keep screaming t- <laughs> Benkovic's no, name. No, I will ask either either that I oh I and uh, tagging her and everything that he puts on Instagram and stuff. Um, we love her eyes and all that and stuff. And uh, I was a bit half canned on Sunday night and I was like. Asking him to marry me and stuff like that, and she just was not happy. So I'm now banned. I'm now banned for his Instagram. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I love him. I love him. I'd happily break the bank for him. I'll sell my house for him. Oh yes, I don't think there's any any doubt. That but I don't think that'll be enough. But you know what I mean. It's every you know any contribution at all. He seems to love being uh, being here as well, man. He seems to like. I hate this expression now that Rangers have can taken it for Dave King, but he gets it. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he just gets being at Celtic. Ah, he looks like he absolutely loves. I think it. he's he's looking forward to the medals that will be. Aye. That he'll get plenty of if he returns. But I seen yeah. a, I seen a, I think he was interviewed and one of the quotes came out of it that he wants to stay for the rest of the season. So I was. I'm really confused because he has signed for so the season. It's a year-long loan, but there's the option. Is there a January potential to... Leicester pulling him back? Yeah. If they say, basically, if they sell Maguire in January, then they're going to pull him back. So yeah. fingers crossed they don't sell him. No, I've seen that Leicester club, well, Leicester manager. He was saying that he's happy for him to stay for the season because he's he's, he's getting he's getting a game every week. Times. He's playing at a decent level against teams like Leipzig and Salzburg and stuff. So. He's more than happy for him to stay for the year and come back to them a better player, and or we just send them Yozo and just <laughs> pretend <laughs> that we don't know anything about it. Do you know what I mean? Take the phone off the hook and move, move a dress or something. I think good for them as well is he, he's going to go back with a, a winning mentality, the winning attitude because 
we're always winning games up here, um, which hopefully he could take down at the Leicester and it might help them and he can maybe can help out with players and stuff like that, but what it's like to kind of kind of winning winning things. Really don't give a fuck about Leicester, Kieran, if I'm honest. Leicester will win the league next year, that's it, confirmed. Yeah. Benkovic top scorer. Back heels and all sorts. Definitely. The, the one thing that I kinda worry about is like Claude Powell's uh, jacket's been a shiggly peg for about the last six months now, so I mean he said that about them not recalling him, but if they get rid and now that Mark Hughes is on the market man, you know you know what I mean? They might they might uh, take the opportunity to bring him in, so <laughs> Definitely I <laughs> Um Mentioned Bain started as well, how how were we feeling about his performance? I know you mentioned distributions better than Gordon's. I thought he was. I, I didn't. I don't really worry about Bain. I think Bain's a half decent shot stopper. He's nowhere. He's not as good as Craig Gordon, but there's years. There's quite a few years of difference in terms of experience and stuff. And the one thing that he really had to deal with in the first half, when I think it was Shinny that was offside, um, he done really well. Like there's this. I've no. I've no real. Concerns with Bain. Some people seem to have this issue, or seem to think that he's no, he's never going to make it, or he's nowhere near as good. And I seen Sutton was slating him before the game on Sunday and couldn't understand it and all that type of stuff. And I, I don't know. I feel it was, it was like a striker's opinion or a goalkeeper, but um, I have no, I have no concerns with him whatsoever. And I'm quite happy that he's getting at least some game time. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Obviously. We really wanted to win this this cup final, but I think it's good giving a keeper having the confidence in him to play him. And if he's played the other cup games, then absolutely. He's played at Ibrox. Played at Ibrox when we won the three two game. Yeah, third fourth best team in Scotland. So if he yeah. can do that, mm-hmm. then absolutely. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Graham, your take on Mister Bain? Uh, ben Ben's fine for me. Like uh, as as uh, Liam said, he's not. As good as uh, Gordon is a, a shot stopper, but he doesn't come through kick people at the edge of the box as well, which is a, which is a positive. So sometimes like, people need kung fu kick. <laughs> Just maybe after the game, that would be ideal. It, it, definitely, if it's Neil McCann, I think he would definitely would do it if it's Neil McCann. But <laughs> and he'd have a full backing. Um, uh, I think as well another one f- performance from the final was Lustig. I think well, some of his distribution is going downhill now. Um, and he's getting caught out sometimes at the back. I think he's kind of really, can't really think if he had a lot of pace, but um, he's kind of losing his. But I think it's, I think it's a, a kind of an area we need to really kind of strengthen. Possibly January, definitely summer would be um, a decent right back. Uh, but I was getting, I think he was getting kind of caught out in some of his distribution was horrible at times. Cross is going far too deep. I'd keep him just for the. Just for the wind-up factor. Uh, there is that. <laughs> Purely for the wind-up factor. He lives inside McInnes' head. Oh, yes. yes. Like, he's set up permanent camp inside his forehead. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I just keep him about for that. Yeah. I mean? Just shithouse the coach. I you know what I mean? I couldn't believe McInnes had the cheek to give him a go when his own player, Logan, what he'd done last season, when he was fucking giving it loudly in front of all the players and giving it to the fans and all that, and he ended up getting red-carded. Um, but the way his behaviour so I think it was a bit rich for McInnes trying to have a go because I, I seen him and, Mc, and him and Lustig having a bit of a kind of mm-hmm. a chat after tete I'd be a bit embarrassed if I was the boy Ferguson as well like he's 19 and his manager's coming out and defending him he can't, he can't be doing that to a, he's only a young, young guy you know boy. that 19 
There's no Harry Cochran, you know what I mean? No. It's not like some 14-year-old that everybody's like, oh, that's a bit unfair when you're pushing him about, do you know what I mean? Like he's a, it's a, a man's, film, man's he's game, a man's tough enough. Old enough to play in the final. If you're old enough to play in the final, then you're old enough to get called a wanker. <laughs> and with your dad and your um, your uncle, you really should be able to you be. You should be used to be called a wanker, <laughs> um, But aye, I think you're absolutely right. I speak about Lustig and his, um, his ability maybe to wind up opponents, which... Christian Wolfe mentions in his match preview for the yeah. Celtic Motherwell game, so Linkage. give that a read at 90minutesinic.com The one thing about uh, Lustig that was kind of a bit disconcerting is the fact he was talking about having this conversation with McInnes for the last 20 minutes of the game. Like The highest level I've played football was like St John's Primary School uh, where we won the gala in uh, East Renfrewshire, if you, if you were asking. Well done, uh, well done. Yeah. Thanks. In- Instrumentals, ne- what I'm hearing about you, but uh, we never, we never, we never won a single league game or even drew a single league game that season. But we won the cup, so fuck it. Uh, but for me, like a <laughs> right back having a conversation with the opposition manager for the last twenty minutes of a cup final, you're like just fucking, like, just could they just can't yeah, just gonna pay attention? You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I'm all for it. Wind up McInnes, wind up McInnes, even if it lost, he just still wind up McInnes, I'm still being happy. Yeah. And Lustig I think is a funny one, and um, again, very much of the opinion we need a new right back, um, but he can just pull performances out of his arse, like he's, I think he's got the intelligence to know how to play, and just looks really good sometimes, and then you realise he doesn't have just, any legs. I think sometimes it's just, he's, he's, his body's letting him down, like he is, yeah. he is struggling a lot with injury almost permanently um, and there was talk that he was getting painkiller injections and stuff before every game and that when he retires he'll need to get new hips and all this type of stuff like it's I think yes you're right when it, sometimes when we need him in a big occasion he really does turn up yeah and as someone at the peak of human fitness and that build and stature I can see he's that's what I was thinking as I was looking at yeah yeah he's, he's, he's a little past it he's a little past it but what can you do well, you could sign a new right back. You could sign a new right back. If you're listening, Brendan slash PR. Um, aye, there's something else I was going to ask you about the final, other than any final points. So I'll just ask you the penalty that we got. Oh, oh my, that was hilarious. Definite penalty. That was. I can't even believe what he's seen or what he. <laughs> I, sc- I scream for it in the ground. I scream for <laughs> well, it. I mean, you would, you would do, you would scream for it. But when you see it play back, you're like, "What on earth? What, what, have, you, what have you done?" And it's this kind of whole thing. Oh, justice was done because he missed it. Well, no, <laughs> you would have happily taken it. <laughs> happily taken it. Uh, Once it's given, I would have just. I, I would have tainted it though. Like we would have just had with that. that. I think sitting at a comment saying, "Oh, I, that's another Dallas getting involved in games or something like that." <laughs> 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 said, which is great. Chris Sutton never forgets. <laughs> There was a, there was a point where Michael Stewart was basically saying like why was he even given that final? Uh, I, I think that the answer is pretty obvious, you know, like uh, nepotism. But I mean, it's it's insane that this. I mean, how long? How many seasons has he been in the top flight? Is that like two seasons or something? Yeah, some. I mean, I remember watching them play referee in junior football about forty five years ago. So he's been well fast tracked <laughs> through the system to be having a final already. Aye, aye, like it's, it's insane, yeah. But then he put in such a great performance, you can't really argue mm. with the... Um, I think we should have more finals for us, to be honest, if he's going to give decisions like that. Definitely, aye, aye, sign him up, man. 
Even your sons will be our referees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, aye, so, yeah, it was that... We were talking about it before. It wasn't the the most entertaining game of football in the world, and it was no, no. It was it a, a wee bit scary at points, but fantastic, fantastic goal from Christie to to win it. And I think that's just we've been talking about his rise for quite a wee while now, and I think that's the cherry on top just to build his confidence and cement his position with the fans. I think. Yeah, as well with like Rogers had said a comment about. Um, it's always been known as Charlie Christie's son, but now it's turned around. It's now Ryan Christie's dad. So it's now you're known about Ryan and not about Charlie. So that shows how much he has kind of thought of and now seen in the kind of Scottish game, which is good. I love how like uh, a player goes to a club for a couple of months and then scores against them later on in their career and doesn't celebrate. Ryan Christie spends two years in Aberdeen <laughs> and just goes fucking mental when he scores, man. <laughs> Brilliant. Loved it. I love her. Oh, Aye, me too. See her, it's like, oh, that's not celebrating or that. Get a top, get a top off, man. <laughs> Jump in the Aberdeen end. Like, go for it. Crowd surf all the way back Crowd up surf stand. Aye, go for it. <laughs> Cut final. Yep. Uh, talking about celebrating Tierney, getting the microphone again, full chant at the the old GB. That was that was something special. Hi, it's uh, it was like, I was a couple of rows back and couldn't really see what was going on, but it was just a a mass of bodies flying towards him. Uh, he loves it. He's just, he's just a Celtic fan. He's just a Celtic fan. He's just a massive big Tim that if yeah. he wasn't he one of the best left backs in the world, trademark. Um, he would probably have been standing next to me eating a hot dog watching the game, like and. It's, and as I, I said to my dad on Sunday night, like you never don't like I never take it for granted and it never gets old winning trophies and stuff like that and I get the impression with Tierney Yeah he, he, he believes the exact it. same that for him it never gets so winning a game or winning a third round game in the Scottish Cup is the exact same. Everything is just focused towards being his best for Celtic and Nothing better. I'm getting a bit emotional here, but there's nothing, nothing better. <laughs> honestly, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible. He loves it, and the fact, as you say, he is just one of the best left backs in Europe, and he world. plays for Celtic. No world. Yep, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> accept that. <laughs> um, the fact that he is the best left back in the world. There we go. There we are, uh, and he just loves wearing that Celtic shirt. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, Graham, any kind of final takeaways from? Um, that glorious cup final. Just just watching the, the celebrations at the end there and thinking about like how so many of us thought that that Everton story was true. You know, the, the one a few months ago about him going to Everton. And just watching that, you think, why would he ever go? Why, why, why would he leave Celtic at this point to go? No disrespect to Everton, but fuck Everton. Like, why would he go to a club like Everton from us? You know, it's just... It's, it, seems, it seems like a bizarre notion at this point. And also... Is it still like the rollover hot dogs that you get a hand in? Like the ones that come in a big dry baguette? I can confirm it is indeed rollover hot dogs. Not that I had one, just as an FYI, but I can confirm it is indeed rollover hot dogs. Ah, making yourself out to be the big man eating a hot dog, it was all a lie. It was know? all a lie. Couldn't get close to them. That's just disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads in the studio, anything you want to add to, um, to that final? Call in the living room, my, the, the studio. I don't know. 
I would just reiterate that I would really hate Hamden. It's just not good. Yeah. It, I know it is the traditional home of Scottish football and all that type of stuff. And Murrayfield was all right for the semi, but Hamden really does need major work done on it. It's just it's just not fit for <laughs> to get charged thirty quid to only see really half the game and then spend the rest of it having to watch it on the screen because you can't see the other end of the park because you're actually below pitch level. It's just no odd at all. I don't think it's work. I think it just need just knock it in and start again. When you look at when you look at stadiums that were built around about that time, like I mean Celtic Park in comparison to Hamden, it's just why, what what were people thinking? Like why was this a, an idea to have this fake running track around it? And even like um, with the, in like seven or eight years later, the the German uh, stadiums were built for the Euros. Oh, it was uh, the 2006 like it's just night and day I mean why why was this a decision that was made fucking Millennium Stadium in Wales why did we get the absolute shiter <laughs> and that I'm all for encouraging sports even track events which personally I think are a load of shite but you know that's great Scotland can do up on its fitness and pushing to have athletes just build them an put, athletics uh, thing. Put that in Edinburgh. stadium I don't know what you call it in Edinburgh for all the posh Edinburgh I'd love that <laughs> running I love all that stuff man the 400 metre polo or what I don't know what it's called but aye they've got Scotson they can go and use there there you go there you are Problem knock down Hamden and we'll just use Scotson boom there you are I hope you're listening SFA slash other decision makers <laughs> um, aye so <sighs> cup number 7 in the bag for Brendan triple treble is still on I'm going to see that work today. Is it triple treble or treble treble? It's whatever you want it to be. Treble baby. treble. Treble treble. treble. That's, that's then we've got the, yeah, we've got the song. See? It works. Treble treble. Ah, right, so that's where you were going with. Yeah, right. come on. Sorry. <laughs> that writes itself. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we just the words treble treble over and over again. But, um, <laughs> make it happen. I'll <laughs> You need to get your face as a mess in there at some point as well. Okay. We'll, we'll workshop it we'll, we'll come up with something <laughs> so uh, as we kind of touched on earlier we've got a couple of games coming up in quick succession we've got uh, Motherwell tomorrow um, Keon had kind of talked about bringing both in Cham and Brown back in maybe not so much in Cham just Brown but going with Graham's comment earlier on with Motherwell are normally quite a physical team Um I think it might actually be more of a an idea either to kind of rest Rodic, um and let Christie be kind of the the, the leg man um, within the midfield and have Brown and McGregor or <clears throat> if they do go to a back three and kind of sacrifice Sinclair, you have Cham in there as well, just kind of have like three boys in there that are going to kind of go toe to toe with Motherwell and are kind of kind of uh, capable of the physical game um, and. Obviously, a couple of big, large centre halves as well. So, um, I wouldn't mind seeing that because Fur Park can be a tough one just now. They've kind of get themselves back into kind of a bit of a game just now, so they are. So, um, I don't think it's going to be as easy. Oh, be piss. <laughs> the form is with us ourselves just now. We just, yeah. cup finals, it's a one off game. So, sometimes your form might not kind of fall you into the game. Um, but now we're kind of back into league business. I think it'll be kind of just switching back on to the the kind of form we had in the lead up to the 
the cup final. Liam, yourself, you making any big changes for tomorrow? No, no big changes. Obviously, Gordon will probably come back in. Yep. yep. Um, I'd maybe, I'd maybe actually rest Lustig and bring in Gamboa. Um, that's probably about it. We're going to get kicked off the park tomorrow. That's not to be stereotypical, but Motherwell will more than likely kick the shite out for 90 minutes. Um, Steel toe cap, men. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> and Only reason I'm here. Aye. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Um, but aye, I, I think the, I think they will kick seven shades at us. Um, I can see it have been very similar to the game last year. It was a midweek game at Motherwell where we had to get kind of rescued by a last-minute penalty by Sinclair. I can see it being quite tough. I see the park probably not being in the greatest state due to weather and stuff like that and the fact that they just let it look like a pile of shite most of the time. Um, so it won't be easy. I don't think it's going to be a particularly brilliant game to watch much like Sunday but I think we'll grind out a win saying this watch this we'll be fine they'll up after half time probably tomorrow and I'll be proved to be talking nonsense once again so I'd be delighted with that same same yep uh, Graham, your take I know you mentioned briefly after Kieran said but would you be would you be bringing Brown in for the the game I think you'd said you would I I'd, I'd bring Brown in. Uh, I think I've got a feeling Griffiths might come in, uh, just because the the run of games and stuff like that. I uh, it'll be interesting to see what these games are like when when uh, we have a challenge, and obviously we're sitting second, which is insane. But we're sitting second at the moment, so any time that we've been questioned domestically, we just let roll over the other team so it'll be interesting to see how we take these take these uh, fixtures when there's a title challenge and I don't think there is a title challenge but on paper there's a title challenge it'll be interesting to see how we take these fixtures I've got a feeling we might actually do them I think we might do them by a few just as a kind of thing like we are still the champions we're still the best nice so hard fought 1-0 from Liam I'd, I'm going to go 2-0 2-0 Graham I would, I would say maybe maybe 3 or 4 I said 4 for the cup final but <laughs> I'm going to go 3 3 or 4 again I'm the eternal optimist so 3 or 4 I think Keza Can I say I think it'll be <clears throat> quite hard for I think the first hour and I think once we get one goal I think we might get another 2 or 3 um, as kind of mother will then start to tire because they've obviously put up a fight um, to try and keep it no, no, as long as they could but once one goes in and I think a second will go and then I think a third will go quite quickly because their heads will be down and they'll just what, they'll be kind of knackered mental, mentally and physically no, I think we'll, we'll win comfortably as you see maybe turn off a wee bit towards the end um, we've then got Kelly which I think is a different proposition entirely come the weekend Um Again, we've got a lot of games. We've played already a few games, and we've got a lot more coming up in December. Is that? Do we see more rotation? Do you think uh, at the weekend? Do we keep the the lineup fairly solid? I I could see. I know Graham said with Griffiths. I could actually more see Griffiths starting Saturday rather than than Wednesday because obviously we're at home, um, and I think different kind of opposition. I think it might kind of probably suit Griffiths a bit more rather than 
against the Motherwell game where it's going to be physical. So you need Eddie, big strong lad. Um, at times he's good at holding the ball up. Griffiths' game's not quite like that. He does. He's kind of grown it a little bit with the kind of hold up play, but likes to obviously run in. Um, so I could see him there. Um, well, the defence will change obviously with Yozo coming in. Um, potentially Saturday as well with Gamboa. I think again, lack of physicality game. Um, I think it might suit him a bit more better than it would be with Lustig. So I think he'll. I don't think he's now going to go with. I don't think he'll he'll name the same team consecutive now for December. I think he'll tweak it one or two. I don't think he's going to go too crazy and like maybe like four or five because I think he gets stumbling up before. Um, especially after the European game, I think we get still. I can't remember which game it was, but we made too many changes and it just didn't click too well. So I think it's better making one or two, but not too many because of you've got so many games, you can make one or two each kind of game just to kind of freshen up a wee bit and bring players back in. Liam, you thinking the same, or do you yeah, think we'll see bigger? No, I think I think there'll be a I think there'll be a few changes. Um, December's incredibly busy for us and obviously next Thursday's in everybody's mind as well so um, Saturday at home was going to be I think quite a difficult game we know Kamalik are playing well at the moment um, very well organised they kind of hunt packs and make it really difficult so we might have to be a bit more direct on Saturday because they might Kilmarnock will set up similar to what Aberdeen did on Sunday there and we'll chase us around, we'll man mark in the middle of the park and that maybe doesn't suit the, the midfielder McGregor, Christy, Rogic etc. Um, and might see Brown, I actually think Brown will maybe start on Saturday um, in a game whereby it might be a bit more of a scrap in the middle of the park. So um, definitely agree, I don't think wholesale changes are going to be the order of the day because it doesn't work. The team's playing well at the moment. It is settled. One or two, are, are you know, a couple of changes will definitely make it make a difference and keep everybody fresh. But um, wholesale changes, I think, will just disrupt the flow of the team. Nice. Uh, Graham, prediction for for Saturday and any any changes you think we'll see? Um, uh, I said in the, the last part about. Uh, Sinclair and how we need to kind of keep him go, keep the momentum going if we want him to kind of come back to anywhere close to his the best. But after that game uh, on Sunday, there it doesn't seem to be any. I don't know what, uh, what you guys think. It doesn't seem to be any kind of spark coming at all. Apart, I mean, obviously he took the penalty, and missed it, but apart from that, he wasn't really involved very much. Doesn't seem to have any confidence. It doesn't seem to be coming back at all. I would maybe, I don't know which game, but I would maybe try Lewis Morgan from a start. Uh, Lewis Morgan had obviously the Livingston game, but he was kind of thrown on an, on a plastic pitch, asked to win the game. Uh, it's a bit different. Maybe start Sinclair against Motherwell and think about Morgan for Kamarnock. I, I don't know. Uh, but either way, we're not, I don't think we're getting enough from the, the left hand side at the moment. Bold, bold. Um... I think there's definitely a point there. I've said it before, I think Sinclair suffers from the fact that A, that first season was so good, and then B, the fact he's just getting paid so much money, you just mm-hmm. expect so much from him. Yeah, I think I think there is high expectations. So the one thing I will say about Sinclair is that he, 
doesn't he doesn't hide like even on Sunday after he missed the penalty and stuff it would have been easy for him to shrink out the game you know hug the touchline and hope that he didn't get a pop played out to him and he was quite active he was wanting to get involved and he was good his defensive responsibilities he was pretty switched on with so it's while he might not be as good as he was in his first season or as flamboyant as we maybe come to expect he's still contributing a bit do you know what I mean maybe not enough but it's not as if he's an empty jersey out there no. I think you can see him doing work and you can see sometimes you'll see touches and you, you can see there's quality it's good to win against Rosenberg very true okay, and I could have scored that but points <laughs> <of hands>. like, <laughs> but he did he did yeah, exactly exactly um, well predicting a Kilmarnock a Kilmarnock win a Celtic win <laughs> in the weekend 90 minute Kilmarnock podcast um, yes what yes. is that though? Yeah, um, I don't know why I'm going to go for a 3-0 double, double win probably for the next two games. I like potentially. it. I like it. Um, so that kind of leads on to another point, just me talking about a Kelly win. Um, and Graham's already kind of and, well, mentioned the, the, the league challenge that we have just now. So currently in second, are Rangers a, an actual viable threat at the moment? Is that going to peter off entirely once, obviously, we're going to the cup final, but if we're out of Europe or just as the season progresses, um, are they going to fall away like so many other seasons before? We need some of the other teams to kind of challenge more. I think, obviously, Hearts has been unfortunate. They've lost their best players at kind of a crucial time in a number of them. So their early season form they've had or results they've kind of lost now, so they're starting to fall. Hibs as well, I mean... Hibs have kind of the, the kind of phrase are starting to Hibs it already they're just kind of falling away I hadn't, hadn't realised how far down they're actually 8th in the league yeah which it's I pretty close to become, I know it's, it's like 9, nine points, points from 2nd to 8th um, Kamark are still they're doing quite well but Rangers are still getting results against these teams so they're obviously not kind of performing enough um, it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow goes because obviously Aberdeen travel to Ibrox. They um, can go either way. They can still be kind of um, hurting from Sunday or else they could be wanting to bounce back and um, put in a performance. But I can't, they just don't seem to perform very well at Ibrox. For some reason, if it had been Pataudry, you may have thought yeah. potential to win. But I think at Ibrox, they just they, choke. Yeah, they do seem to choke at Ibrox a lot. So I wouldn't be confident of them, of them getting the results. So... I think it's going to be a two-horse race, um, but so, I mean sometimes you see some, some of the Rangers' performances and they are poor. Um, it could be some of the kind of lesser teams, small teams, putting a kind of more of a kind of strong, organised defensive performance against them to try and get a result. Um, but I mean it will, be, it will be interesting. I mean I know obviously we have been the start of our season was wasn't the greatest, I and mean, we were uh, chasing Hearts for quite a while. Um, but now that it's obviously Rangers are ahead of us in the league, I think that's possibly the first time it's happened since they've come back up. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how the mentality of the players deal with that and can they put in a performance performance over the next couple of games just to kind of keep it going um, and just kind of keep the pressure on Rangers as well um, to say that 
you may be top of us, but let's see if you've got the quality to try and get ahead of us further. Liam? We'll be nine points clear by February. That's bold. That's a I like it. I like easily, it. Easily. Rangers at the moment. I nearly called him another name there. Rangers at the moment. <laughs> strike me as So called Rangers. So called. Aye, that's something like that. Aye. Um, Sevco for all the Celtic dads listening um, are a cup team that's what they strike me as they strike me as a cup team like both goals of the weekend against Hearts comfy set of pieces they have the ability to try and to kind of either blow teams away in very short periods or get last minute kind of or yeah. hammer teams towards the end of games there's no there's no game that I've seen of them or any performance I've seen where it's Consistent with it throughout the match, the better team. They're the better team. They've had all the ball. They've had all the possession. They've created chance after chance. The keepers, the opposition keepers, played a blinder and kept the score down or whatever. There's nothing of that. There's they are. <coughs> they're not very good. Basically, <laughs> is the sum total. Um, and if I they and if you stop them getting corners, if you stop them getting free kicks, and if you can try and weather the kind of 10, 15 minute storms that you seem to hit teams with, then they run out of ideas and that's why we are so much better than them because we are consistent throughout the 90 minutes. I think the biggest bonus they've had this year is re-signing McGregor. Oh, definitely. He has absolutely saved them so many points and gained them so many points that if it wasn't for him, it would be interesting. Definitely. And that was going to be my question to you, Graham. If you take McGregor and Morella shot out of that that side. Are they are they ahead of the the rest of the pack? The hearts, the Aberdeens, are they a, are they a better team? I, I obviously have to listen to a lot of the Clyde and that for for that uh, peak fit, football column, and uh, a lot of Rangers fans are kind of moaning about Colabaye uh, uh, and who's a who's the guy they got from Liverpool? Uh, Javre is it or something Ajira. like that? Uh, aye. Uh, and they're basically asking if they have to play like every week. Is that part of their kind of loan agreement? So I think they've got a bit of kind of uh, they've got some positives and some negatives in their team, and they're, they're not as balanced as we are in any way. And they've also over the last few weeks have had quite a lot of luck when it comes. They've had luck when it comes to fixtures, and they've had luck in in those fixtures. Like uh, I mean, they're one each with Motherwell. Ibrooks and McHugh get sent off. They are uh, they've got Livingston, but they've got Livingston at home, and we had Livingston away with the plastic pitch. They've got Hearts, and uh, obviously the offset goal goes in. And Hearts are just they, they, before that game they hadn't scored a goal in eight hours or something like that. So they're they're kind of they're hitting all these over the last few weeks. They're hitting all these things at the right time for them. Over a season that will. That will just kind of like uh, balance itself out and regress to the mean. I, I, I as as our stats guys would say, I like hopefully they will. It's kind of again like they've got Aberdeen tomorrow night after we basically broke Aberdeen yeah. at the weekend. You know, Mentally I mean, they just seem to be getting so. Aye, they just seem to be getting so many kind of lucky breaks at the moment, and uh, but I think. As as uh, Liam says, we'll be nine points clear by February, I think as well. You're sounding a bit paranoid there. Were you the guy that wrote the letter to FIFA by any chance? Well, to honestly, man, see, see when these people, 
when these people phone in to Clyde, you're just like, fucking, why are you a Celtic fan? <laughs> why would they be FIFA as well? I'm fucking UEFA, <laughs> FIFA, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you ask yourself, you're the one that wrote a letter. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, so. We've seen no, shit, us older guys. We've been through shit, okay? <laughs> Uh, we can't talk about it now, but it's not, it's not paranoia anymore. So we've got we've got Dallas on our side. <laughs> <laughs> the young Dallas. <laughs> um, lovely. So I were just about ready to wrap up. I was gonna. There was a couple of questions on Twitter, although I was gonna ask you, Liam, because I couldn't read. It's a protected account. Ah, uh, yeah. Responded this to is, is a, that just a nonsense? This is my mate Kev asking. Seventeen Kev P. Yes, asking about a. Uh, my hair. Now, when I was younger, um, and I'll try and find pictures of it, but I used to have really large curly hair, like Ivan Campbell, who used to play for Bolton. Nice. And um, for years, people have been asking me to bring it back. Uh, but now it's decidedly a lot greyer. Do you know what I mean? It would just... It would work. It'd be better. I, I, I think it'd look like a scrubbing brush these days. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, <laughs> this is good. This um, is positive. So I, I, so Kev was just asking, so thanks for that, Kev, if, if was there any chance of me ever bringing it back? Um, and the answer is potentially yes, depending on public opinion and desire for it. So you heard the man. I think if we're not nine points clear of Rangers in February, you should bring it back. Boom. There we go. Right. Challenge accepted. There we go. <laughs> you can tweet at LDivers91 to tell him to get the hair back. Um, another hair-related question from Sean Butler, Boy 617 is it acceptable Chris Bowd is skewing the average hair ratio per podcast on numbers? I am disappointed by that question. Um, That's Harris. Yep, and it's a shaving head. I'm not bald, okay? I've not accepted that yet. I can't grow hair, but I still shave it, so technically... um, It's a lifestyle choice. It is. It is. Aerodynamic. I think you have started something because Gal and Lou have both shaved their heads. They're looking at this. You're kind of starting a bit of a trend within mm -hmm. the podcast. You'll probably find. I'm going to shave mine, so. Yeah. Their their partners are probably saying, can you look a bit more lip bowed? That's what I'm thinking. So I can squint and imagine it? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a weird turn, isn't it? It's very. Um, Graham, peak football. Fantastic we article on 90 Thank Minute you. Cynic that you can check out weekly. Um, aye, um, fantastic. Any call outs for that? Is it every Monday that you that it drops? Aye, I try and uh, get it finished for Sunday. Uh, it goes up on Monday. So if anything happens on Sunday night, then it just gets dinged. So if, if I could ask Scottish football not to do anything ridiculous between 3 pm on a Sunday and like 9 pm on a Monday, that would be fantastic. That's, that's fair. It's a fair request. It's a big ask. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, true. True. Um, anything you've got coming up, Liam, that you want to shout out about? Uh, oh, God, you put me in the spot now. Uh, that's what I do. I'm well, we sp- well, suppose it's the new the cynic, Cynical. That issue is 9? Issue 9 of the Cynical. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. And I tell my tales of post-match press conferences. <laughs> Yep. Um, and my experience experiences maybe would be the best way to describe it because it was 
a whole host of things happened in the one evening. Inside the world of mainstream media, yes. Celtic, Aye. it's all there. It's all there. The fans' it's perspective. All there from the fans' perspective. So um, you can all you can all read that when it comes out. Yes. And if you've not read um the article about your fan experience or what it's like to be Yes, and in stand the section. Yep. yep, yep. Absolutely fantastic read, so get that read. It's on nightmarecynic.com. Um, the Cynical will be dropping very soon. There'll be more about that coming out. Uh, yeah. Just going to involve me banging my head off a wall for a wee while, but we'll get there. Um, and Kieran? He's doing something productive and say I sit and watch TV. I thought you were going to say something else, which would have been more accurate, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively sure. <laughs> Give <laughs> it after the watershed, isn't it? It's going to be marked explicit, <laughs> um, certainly. Maybe very explicit. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, off to a good end. Uh, okay, no. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. That's a new trademark. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you all for uh, being here, and thank you for listening, and we will see you down the road. <laughs> <laughs>